Thursday, August 5th, 2021. Today, from our news team, the Halo Infinite technical preview just happened. Activision executive Fran Townsend is an old school fan of torture, and a gamer makes a world record speed run on Tinder. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. This is the Culture Jack News Desk, your source for stolen information, hot takes, and your weekly gaming news. I'm your host, Archimedes Abigail. If this is your first time at the News Desk, thank you so much for joining me. I'd like to welcome you to subscribe so you don't miss out on what is going on in the gaming world. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. This is one of five regularly scheduled shows that we host every single week. Starting your week off on the right foot, we have Monday Madness with Anthony. On Thursday, we'll meet back here for the News Desk. On Friday, Dustin hosts the Friday show. Tune in Saturday, of course, for on today's episode and round out your weekend with some movie news over over there at the Weekend Wire on Sunday. And before we get into the news today, I thought it only appropriate to mention because it was not mentioned on the Friday show. It wasn't mentioned on on today's episode. It was not mentioned on the Weekend Wire and it was not talked about on Monday Madness. What, of course, was the thing that was left out that was in absentia that was uh, not present on any of those shows? And that was the mere mention, the, the, the brief, cursory, obligatory, uh, polite mention of the Culture Jack News Desk. Your old pal Archimedes was not talked about at all on those shows. And I know I am not a feature of those shows. Do not get it twisted. But the way that I have been relegated to a corner of the Culture Jacked podcast is, uh, frankly, it's outright shameful. As a, a business, you would think that the, the co-founders, Anthony and Dustin, would treat me a little bit better as one of their partners. But I don't want to think about it too much. Already in my head, it's it's swirling, it's spinning. This anger, this this furor, this this outright indignity that has been caused inside my own self worth and consciousness is all right. With all that being said, let's take a peek at the news. All right, first from GamingBolt.com, our first story of the show. Um, like I said, Halo Infinite had that first technical preview, and from all accounts that I've read online, it was amazing. Of course, none of us over here on the Culture Jack team got invited to it, <laughs> similarly to how old Archimedes isn't invited to anything else that has to do with uh, Culture Jacked. But in one of these posts, in one of these stories, Halo Infinite campaign files have leaked, and a big part of that is that... They have said uh, Halo Infinite is going to have multiple campaigns. So on the menu there, it showed instead of, you know, campaign, multiplayer, options, that sort of thing, it showed campaigns. So that makes us think over here at Culture Jack that we are going to have multiple campaigns for Halo Infinite, as would be an apt way to play the game because it is Halo Infinite, meaning it goes on and on. Is this now the new landing location for DLC? Is Halo Infinite, is 343 Studios really leaning into the idea of games as a service, of games as a prolonged thing? So 
Creative director Joseph Staten recently took to Twitter and confirmed that the, the developer, quote, unintentionally included a small number of Halo Infinite campaign files in the recently unreleased beta and that these files contain spoilers for the story. So he says, keep your eyes peeled for spoilers and don't spread them if you see them. Halo Infinite, uh, still no release date, but it is supposed to come out this holiday season. Uh, and if you did miss out on that uh, that beta, that test run, that technical preview, and you do want to play some Halo Infinite, uh, get a chance to you know kind of toy with the features of it a little bit before its release this uh, winter, they are going to have more uh, beta technical previews for it. And so Brian Gerard. He said, I understand it's disappointing in reference to the, uh, to the people not being able to get into the, the beta. He said, heck, I never got into closed betas and the like. But we are planning for future flights that are larger in scope and even more insiders are being invited. Please hang in there. And we greatly appreciate your interest and support. So uh, you got to go over to the Halo Waypoint apparently to sign up for this thing and become uh, part of the Halo Insider program. You have to register for that. And so hopefully you'll get an opportunity to play some Halo ahead of its uh, holiday release. Uh, some more gaming news or some gaming headlines for you. Halo Infinite Beta, Beta runs at roughly around 100 frames per second on Xbox Series X. Uh, and then it also runs on the Series S at about 120 frames per second, uh, though at 1080p. But that 100 frames per second is at a 4K resolution. Steam Deck is future-proof, but might receive future iterations, Valve says. So Valve also insists the open nature of the platform and OS should encourage other manufacturers to make their own similar Product. So apparently you can upgrade this Steam Deck or you will be able to once it releases. You are going to have to do some tinkering with your equipment. You are going to have to know your way around uh, this type of system. Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed to the first quarter of next year. That's a rumor citing a, quote, person familiar with the matter. And that comes from Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, who says the decision uh, behind the delay was made a little while ago. State of Decay 3 is using Unreal 5 uh, Engine, uh, or Unreal Engine 5, job ad suggests. And so we are seeing a lot more of this Unreal Engine 5 creep into uh, newer and newer games. Forza Motorsport 7 will be taken off sale on September 15th. So if you are a fan of Forza Motorsport, do not have 7 yet. You still have a chance to buy it before September 15th. Now, if it is taken off sale and removed from service, um, it will still be available if you have purchased it, it along with its DLC. Uh, and online, online services will remain active for you. Uh, so, so if you have the game already, you'll still be able to enjoy it. And I got into looking at this because Forza Motorsport being taken off sale was not a term that I was super familiar with. But apparently, this is not a new thing for the Forza Motorsport franchise. Starting with uh, Forza Motorsport 3, I believe it was, due to the different licensing agreements with the makes and models of vehicles showcased in these games, they are only licensed for a certain amount of time before that contract ends and they have to remove the game from sale. 
So Forza Motorsports uh, 7 fans, make sure you get it before September 15th. Uh, apparently we had another big showcase. I did not catch. It was the Annapurna Interactive one, I believe. Uh, and Stray, the game about a cat in a robotic apocalypses, apocalypse, gets a gameplay walkthrough, and it is now releasing in early 2022 for PlayStation 5, 4, and PC. Outer Wilds, Echoes of Eye, a DLC to that game is being announced. Uh, and it releases on September 29th. Solar Ash releases on October 26th for PlayStation 4 and 5 and for PC. Uh, let's see here. Naraka Blade Point receives PlayStation 5 gameplay trailer ahead of uh, an August PC launch. I watched the trailer and this game is very interesting to me because it's kind of RPG. It's kind of slasher, but it's also kind of battle royale. If the gameplay that I saw is any indication of what the game is, well, it uh, it appears that there's also bots and AI opponents in the game as well. From thegamer.com, Halo Infinite tech test voice clips suggest a battle royale mode. So another leak that's come out of the beta test of that, uh, suggesting that Halo Infinite may at some point also receive a battle royale. So these are from, uh, of course, data mind audio logs. Halo Infinite, uh, in more Halo Infinite news, uh, the bots have joke gamer tags. And so they didn't just label them with some generic uh, Halo Infinite number. They had 343 Parfait, 343 Lock, 343 Hobbs, Godfather, Darkstar, Cream Corn, Beard, Free Money. Uh, so fans that got to play that technical preview got to enjoy some of the jokesters humor over there at 343. Uh, let's see what else from Halo. There's another bit of news here. We've also learned that Halo Infinite includes a drop weapon button, customization options, and that assassinations will only be added to the game post launch. So apparently there are specific assassination animations that were not available in this technical preview. Uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster is getting review bombed. Um, it has a less than one point on Metacritic. I can't remember what the reason for that was. It had something to do with frame rates, something that was very choppy, I believe. All right, and so last week we talked about a, uh, a very prolific harassment case that's going on right now in the gaming industry as... Uh, Activision Blizzard is being sued um, by a department within California. I can't recall what the one, the DHEC, I believe, or DHEF or DEHF. <laughs> Regardless, big controversy going on, uh, multiple uh, accusations of harassment, a workplace that in, is a toxic frat boy culture, and then uh, one employee who eventually uh, committed suicide due to the harassment that they received. So this story has been constantly evolving. And just as soon as yesterday, I added a couple more points that we'll get to later on in the show here. But uh, this headline is Activision Blizzard's Fran Townsend is blocking employees on Twitter. So Fran Townsend, I believe, is uh, an executive. She's an executive of some kind. Uh, and the article from thegamer.com talks about her her sending an email after 
the allegations of abuse, assault, and sexism in Activision Blizzard. And she sent this email out to employees, and I'll just read the email here. What she said was, quote, We cannot let egregious actions of others and truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuits damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity for all employees. We aspire in our company to do great things in our games, in our impact on society, and in our work environment. Uh, and so that was met with a pretty big critical response. <clears throat> Not being someone that shies away from controversy, though, Francis Townsend put out a tweet on July 30th that uh, was a link to an article, The New Moral Code of America's Elite. And she tagged a couple people in it and she said, uh, she quote tweeted it. She said, and the problem with whistleblowing from the Atlantic. Uh, so that, of course, got a lot of people riled up because in a case like this, where there is obviously, not obviously, but such egregious alleged acts of harassment, um, of, uh, of, a, of a toxic or hostile work environment like this one, the correct response has been the exact opposite of what Activision Blizzard has been doing this entire time. To include this Francis Townsend, who said really the only problem basically with this with this tweet, what she's saying, the only problem here is we've got people telling on us. We've got people exposing us for the truth. So <clears throat> further on in the article, it gives Townsend's a little a little bit of background here. And I didn't know anything about this woman, but she uh, apparently has been very controversial from when she was hired this last January. She previously worked as a Homeland Security Advisor for President George Bush. Um, I'm sure that's President George W. Bush, not his father. Uh, she had defended the administration's use of so-called, quote, enhanced interrogation techniques, like waterboarding, which is widely classified as torture on prisoners. In 2009, she spoke out against the Obama administration declassifying documents on the use of waterboarding, saying those carrying it out should not be subjected to public humiliation or even a congressional hearing. So a great deal of controversy there. It, this story just gets more and more wild week after week that we talk about it. And having someone that advocated for the use of, of torture uh, or defended the use of torture is a very interesting development in the story. Battlefield 2042 is launching Exodus. It's a short film. Uh, it's apparently coming out on August 12th, and it's going to reveal a little bit more about Battlefield 2042. Maybe it'll give us some important history on the game. And I love this. I love the idea that a game is adding a cinematic of some kind, even though Battlefield 2042 is maybe not necessarily my style of game. I'm excited for lore building of any kind. Uh, expansive universe building and storytelling is always okay in my book. A Redditor finds that tender speedrunning is a real thing. So this, we talked about it at the top of the show. This is one of the headlines that we led up or, or, or led into the show with. Uh, apparently this guy decided he was going to speedrun tender. And of course he did this with video cameras recording. I didn't watch the thing, but reading this article, it was very funny. And so he decided that he was going to see how quickly he could get, uh, he could, he could pay $20 for someone's food or drink or whatever. And 
Uh, so he goes and he swipes right. Is it right? I think it's right. He swipes right on all of these profiles. Eventually finds someone that accepts his offer, though he eventually took that out of his Tinder profile that he was doing a speed run on the app. Uh, the person accepted his, his offer for a date. They went out on a date. And of course, off camera, he told them everything that was going on, that he was speed running the game and got to buy them some food for lunch. His time is something like three hours and 43 minutes from the uh, opening up the app to uh, getting getting uh, his date some food. So very interesting. <laughs> People are speed running things in real life, which makes me think that this is maybe not the first of its kind as far as trends go, but maybe this is something that will catapult other apps uh, to be to be sped through. Now, this is, isn't to say I am not highly entrenched within the speedrunning community. So there could be a situation where many of these other apps are already being uh, sped through. From GameRant.com, Xbox Game Pass is losing some major games this month. So I just wanted to make you aware of it. If you are a fan of any of these games or wanted to play them before they left Game Pass before the end of August, those games are... Ape Out, Crossing Souls, Darksiders, Genesis, Don't Starve, Giant Edition, Final Fantasy VII, Grand Theft Auto V, and Train Sim World 2020. Uh, not to leave out our PlayStation fans, um, PlayStation is getting a few new games for their PlayStation Now uh, network. For August, you can get Undertale, Ghost Runner, and Near Automata. So if you're interested in any of those games on PlayStation, uh, head on over to PlayStation Now and get those. PlayStation Now is like a Game Pass equivalent for PlayStation, which I didn't realize they had one even. So um, if you're a fan of free games, not free games, but subscription-based uh, rotating <laughs> style style games, well, here's, here's your ones for August. Uh, another one from GameRant.com. Fortnite is getting Ariana Grande and an in-game concert as well. And we've talked about it on Culture Jack podcast before. I can't recall if it was me that talked about it or if it was Dustin that talked. God damn it, Dustin. That guy. Like, he was the first one on the Friday show last week to not mention my show or my contributions to Culture Jack at all. And so, like... I don't care if he like if he mentioned it before or if I mentioned it. I'm telling you now, Fortnite has had incredible success with their with their in-game concerts, um, audience participation upwards of 30, 40 million people uh, for some of these in-game concerts. Okay, we got to get back into Activision here. I had more more headlines pop up on my feed. Uh, to talk about this Activision stuff before I got a chance to publish the show. It was just so much. Um, <laughs> let's see. So Activision Blizzard hires a union-busting firm as workers start to come together. So again, it's just uh, all of these bad looks for Activision Blizzard. All of these, gosh, just bad things happening to them and by them. If you need a... Uh, a, a case in really bad public relations, really bad reactions to public lawsuits or public outcry of any any kind. 
you have a really good case study here in this Activision Blizzard case because they have handled this very, very poorly from start to finish. So apparently they hired this group, Wilmer Hale, and it's actually a combination of two law firms. So says the article from Kutaku.com. Uh, Boston Hale's, uh, Boston's Hale and Door, and they represented the U.S. Army pro bono in the Army McCarthy hearings in the 1950, as well as President Richard Nixon in 1974's United States versus Nixon. And then the other guy, uh, Wilmer Cutler and Pickering, founded in D.C. in 1962, uh, served as an advisor to Jimmy Carter and William Clinton uh, and founded the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights under law in 1963 at the request of President John F. Kennedy. Uh, so these two firms combined to, fir to form William Wilmer, Cutler, Pickering, Hale, and Dorr. That, <laughs> that sounds like a uh, casted spell in Harry Potter. You'll never get me, Voldemort. Wilma Cutler Pickering Halendor, regardless, known as Wilmer Hale in 2004. So the combined entity is co-headquartered in D.C. and Boston with offices as well uh, across the rest of the U.S., Europe, and Asia. So they're a big, powerful law firm that takes on big, powerful clients. Lawyers from the combined firm were part of a special investigative committees hired into looking into the, the finances of both Enron and WorldCom. And Wilmer Cutler and Pickering represented Swiss banks accused of profiting from the Holocaust, as well as German companies accused of exploiting forced labor during the Nazi era. <sighs> Boy, that was a mouthful. If this article from Kotaku is, is to be believed on its face, uh, these guys are basically Marvel villains at this point. I'm not sure entirely. Uh, or if this writer has done some selective writing choices to make them sound like they are very, very bad people. Uh, regardless, the optics are not good when you have a law firm that has uh, <laughs> defended companies that have been accused of exploiting forced labor in the past, and now you have them defending a company that is accused of a harassment, toxic work environment that has employees kill themselves. It's not a good look, guys. So this is not where the news ends for Activision Blizzard, unfortunately, or fortunately, if you are cheering their downfall. I mean, we are, are very potentially witnessing a fall of a massive game developer right now, right before our eyes. It is, it is crumbling. We are on the Titanic as it is sinking. Well, we're, we're not on it, but we are watching it sink. Potentially, who knows? Maybe in 10 years, we'll look back at this date and go, wow, this is where Activision Blizzard really changed. They revised their work culture, their, their crunch time. They uh, became a much better company, a much bigger company, and we appreciate the games that are coming out from them even more. Or it could be the time we say, wow, that's where it all fell apart for them. In this next headline, Activision Blizzard is getting sued again. But this time it is not by more employees. It is by its investors. So its investors are suing basically because Activision Blizzard did not disclose the toxic environment in which it housed under its roof. And so... What does that mean for an investor? Well, all of this bad publicity is not doing well for Activision Blizzard's stock price. Or 
one could assume. And they want to find a very real cause within the company to point to and say, see, look what you did. Uh, they're suing for damages as well. Activision Blizzard promises to terminate leaders that enable abuse. And so more on this in just a minute. I've got another uh, good screen cap that I can read from here. But before that, if that wasn't all enough, the Blizzard president, Jay Allen Brack, is leaving the company amid this whole discrimination lawsuit. And that is effective as of Tuesday, I want to say. Maybe it's Tuesday, maybe it's Monday, but but uh, the Blizzard president is gone. So the, the, uh, <laughs> the bullet point that I wanted to talk about in that, in that last headline, in association with the leaving of uh, Black as president of Blizzard, came by the way of a Activision Blizzard earnings call. Man, to be... Uh, to be a fly on the wall for that thing. Um, so they put out a statement before they got into, you know, their games, the development process, um, timelines, timetables, that sort of thing. They put out a, a statement uh, in a commitment to a safe working environment, and they highlighted five bullet actions. Uh, the first of which they have asked Jennifer O'Neill and Mike Ybarra to assume responsibility for development and operational accountability for Blizzard. So those two are kind of uh, co-helming uh, the whole Activision Blizzard unit, or the Blizzard unit, I guess I should say, after, uh, what was the, what was the fellow's name? Jay Allen Brack has stepped down. So that's number, number one. And I've heard Mike Yabara in interviews and stuff. He seems like a very clever guy. Uh, number two. We will continue to investigate each and every claim and complaint that we receive. When we learn of shortcomings, we will take decisive action. To strengthen our capabilities in this area, we will be adding additional staff and resources. Number three, we will terminate any manager or leader found to have impeded the integrity of our processes for evaluating claims and imposing appropriate consequences. Number four, we will be adding resources to ensure and enhance our consideration of diverse candidate sl uh, slates, slats, slates, <laughs> for all open positions. And number five, we have heard the input from employee and player communities that some of our in-game content is inappropriate. We will be actively reviewing that content and removing it as appropriate. So it sounds like this could not only have an impact on the way that Activision Blizzard runs their studio, but it could have an impact on the way that they develop games as well. All right, couple more headlines and then one more Activision Blizzard story, I guess. So Grand Theft Auto 5 has now sold more than 150 million copies since its launch. MLB The Show 21, which uh, I believe Anthony, Anthony, you know, and Anthony hasn't been as aggressive toward me, toward the Culture Jack news desk as Dustin, to be sure. But without revealing too much of the inner workings of this podcast, he also hasn't been super supportive of me either. Like, is, is uh, silence consent? in the way that Dustin's been treating me, Anthony? I mean, I mean I, th I'm mean, i the black sheep of Culture Jack, I guess. I guess. Anyway, Anthony liked uh, MLB The Show 21. But it was released on Xbox, on Game Pass. 
And it has been huge for Sony profits, even going as far as to crediting them as to being in the, uh, the positive for their profits um, or to not see a decrease in profits. I can't remember which way, which way it goes. But that's interesting because I did not know MLB The Show 21 was a Sony-developed project that came out on Xbox Game Pass. Now, this revelation that this game has been very profitable for Sony despite it being released on Xbox Game Pass, is there a potential future for Sony, for PlayStation, for Xbox, where Sony PlayStation 5 exclusives appear only as timed exclusives on PlayStation 5 a year, two years before they show up on Xbox Series X on Game Pass, preferably. Now, I know Sony and PlayStation have a big edge in only selling them as exclusives to their customer base because why would you give up the biggest draw to your system? But if it doesn't impact their their, their profits, why wouldn't they? The Outer Worlds 2 could be using Unreal Engine 5 uh, after we saw that technical preview from the Coalition, when we saw that technical preview of the the Nanite and Lumen engines in Unreal 5 Engine uh, last year at the the Sony State of Play, I would be so excited for this news to be real. And I like I said earlier in the show, I can't imagine that more and more games will not be making use of this technology as it becomes more popularized. Okay, and then one more Activision Blizzard uh, headline, and then that's it. That's where we'll leave Activision Blizzard for today. I know you're sick of it. I know I am, uh, but they are in a bad way because their head of human resources uh, has just left the company. Uh, it's, um, what was he? After the departure of the senior game designer, uh, head of human resources, uh, Jesse Mesichuk has also left the company. So more bad news for Activision Blizzard. I, I think we could really see an unraveling of this. And it seems like it's more on the Blizzard side of things. One of the great takes that I heard on the internet about this whole situation was, uh, you know, you take this group of people that maybe are a little bit more technically inclined, technically savvy. They know how to, to code, create, make games. And historically in their past, because they maybe were a little bit more nerdy or, you know, maybe they fit that stereotype of the outcast that just like to code and, and uh, mess around building computers and whatnot. Now, all of a sudden they have uh, popularity and they're the big shit in the house and they have money and they have all of these uh, accolades and all of this fame that they think they can treat anybody however they want. And so that could lend to some of this bullying type behavior because we know there's studies show that bullies oftentimes have been or are currently being bullied. Okay, a couple more headlines here. Apex Legends players are freaking out about the latest update size. And it's a good meme. It's got uh, Squidward from SpongeBob SquarePants. And his title is Xbox Players. And then through the window, he looks uh, very forlorn at uh, SpongeBob and Patrick running gleefully through the sand. Um, and that is titled... Uh, PlayStation 4 and PC players and that's for the Apex Legends update because apparently it's about 30 gigabytes on those two platforms but on the Xbox it is 60 gigabytes or 61 gigabytes 
that's a that's a heck of a change. I still haven't downloaded the new season of Apex Legends yet, uh, so I'll get to it here sh uh, shortly, I believe. Sony has secured enough semiconductor chips to meet its target sales for PlayStation 5 for the current fiscal year. Uh, so Sony's PlayStation 5 sales forecast for the current fiscal year is still 14.8 million units. I believe they've so far sold 10 and a half million consoles. And I believe the Xbox between the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, uh, Microsoft has sold somewhere along the lines of six or seven million units as well. So, I mean, both companies doing very well in an interview with Phil Spencer on um, Xbox Unleashed. I believe is the name of the podcast. He had talked about, you know, everyone, uh, they, they can't make enough consoles to satisfy the demand. And the same thing is on the PlayStation on the Sony side. They cannot make enough uh, of these consoles. So they're going to sell out immediately. Uh, we very well could see because of this, some might say manufactured demand, we could very well see uh, a, uh, a situation where both of these consoles are the all time best selling consoles, uh, number one and number two, I, I would assume PlayStation and Microsoft though that remains to be seen, uh, in a very, very strictly rumor news. This is very, this is a, this is a rumor potentially. It looks like Ubisoft may be canceling Beyond Good and Evil 2 for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And to me, I think this is, I think this is great news. I mean, it's not great in, in terms of less people being able to play this. Although, with uh, Microsoft's forward compatibility where they play things on Xbox Cloud, or at least the Xbox Ones will have the capability to do that, this may not mean that Xbox One owners cannot play this game when it's eventually released, if it's ever released. But I feel like this is a good thing because it will be able to make the best use of this current generation hardware. The Ascent leads Curve Digital to its highest ever opening weekend sales revenue. Uh, the Ascent is a game that was also just released here on Game Pass. I played it. It was uh, looked like a good game, but... Uh, not for me, a Diablo-like, but set in a cyberpunk universe. Uh, they reported more than $5 million in revenue for the first weekend, along with the number one spot in the Steam global charts. Now, I was going to, to deliver you another gaming story about harassment, but just with all of these updates about Activision and, and Blizzard, um, I'll just basically, I'll say that Ubisoft is going through a very similar situation right now. Uh, when it when it comes to harassment, when it comes to their depiction of female characters within games. Uh, and so Ubisoft is dealing also with their own kind of PR nightmare right now. And and I think that's all all the more I'll say about that one. If you want to hear more about the Ubisoft news, go ahead and, uh, you know, get a hold of us on Facebook at Culture Jacked or on Twitter at Culture Jacked or on Instagram at Culture Jacked or send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. You know, I, <laughs> I don't have access to any of those social media websites. Anthony and Dustin don't trust me with that information. So I guess I'll get your letter if they deem me worthy 
of reading it. But until then, I guess, you know, I, you could write those guys. Uh, upcoming game releases. Uh, we talked about it last week. I think I, I mentioned all of these on last week's episode. Uh, I Am Dead uh, coming out August 9th. Godfall on the 10th on the 10th as well. Lawn Mowing Simulator, which uh, I'm really looking forward to. I know Dustin's really looking forward to. You know, forget Dustin. I'm really looking forward to Lawn Mowing Simulator. Uh, Shadowverse Champions Battle on the 10th as well. And then on the 12th, we've got Foreclosed, Naraka Blade Point, which we saw that cool trailer for uh, earlier in the week here. And then Hades comes out on August 13th, which I'm really looking forward to. Okay. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it for the Culture Jack's news desk. Um, you know, I'd say stay tuned for the Friday show on today's episode, The Weekend Wire and Monday Madness. But you know what? Forget those guys. For, yeah. Like, leave us a review. Tell us how up, upset you are with my treatment as an employee here at, at Culture Jacked. It's, it's disheartening. Like, you've got your nose to the grindstone. You've, you, you, you look at all of these different reports coming from all these different sources. You, you filter out what you think are the best pieces of news. And then it just it goes unappreciated. An audience doesn't care about you because an audience doesn't know that you even exist. Ah, thanks for, thanks for joining us here at the, at the Culture Jack News Desk. I'm Archimedes Abigail, and that's the news, and we'll see you we'll next week. Part of the team. I gotta talk with this. I gotta talk with this guy. I can't. Ah, jeez. You got me in this booth. Hey, uh, Dustin. Dustin, you got a minute to talk? <laughs>